Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone. I'm just going to dive right in this week because I have a lot to say (laughs) today because there's something I really want to address. I thought about writing a blog post and then I went and remembered, hey, I have a podcast now. (laughs) So I can actually speak what I want to say and people can listen rather than having to read my words. So I want to talk about this Peloton commercial. You know, the one that has everyone losing their freaking minds. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone outside of the fitness community. So if you haven't seen the commercial, basically this guy buys his wife a Peloton for Christmas. And to me, I thought she seemed pretty stoked. It shows her like make this selfie video documentary. Basically, she documents her daily workouts. You know, she's getting up at 6 a.m. Her first workout, here goes. And at the end, her and her husband, they're watching this collection of videos she put together. And she says, I didn't know how much this would change me. Thank you. So like before I saw any of the shit, like that line sort of choked me up. (laughs) I mean, okay. I cry all the time, you guys, like over a lot shows, commercials. And that to me, you know, kind of got me because being a fitness lover, I just totally felt where she was coming from. So this has been on various news shows and some delusional woman wrote a piece for USA Today. It's going wild on Twitter. People are talking about it on Facebook. Like, People are in an uproar over a commercial. So I wanted to address some of the main points that I've heard been made because personally, I think it's insane. (laughs) So the first problem people are having is saying that her husband giving her this gift means he's abusive or saying that she needs to lose weight. I just want that to sink in. Her husband buys her a $3,000 bike, okay? And people are saying he's abusive. So, like, look, maybe she goes to SoulCycle or Cycle Bar and she loves it, but maybe the studio is just, like, way out of her way and she's always stuck in traffic before work or after work or she comes home so tired because it's all the way across town and, you know, she gets a late start on dinner and doesn't end up in bed until 9 p.m. I don't know. You know, maybe with a husband and a kid, she doesn't feel like... She could justify buying like this extravagant piece of fitness equipment, you know, like that for herself, because hello, most of us women and especially moms don't put ourselves first all the time. There's just like so many scenarios one could come up with, but basically everyone's coming up with this negative narrative. And I mean, at the end of the day, hello, it's a fictional commercial, like get a life people. And I'm sure the writers are really sitting around creating this like stupid backstory. Their husband is an awful guy rather than a sweet soul buying his wife a $3,000 bike that he's pretty sure will make her happy. 
Another super dumb thing people are saying is that she looks scared and no one looks that scared doing a workout in their own home. Clearly this is coming from someone who doesn't work out. (laughs) I do street parking workouts. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's basically like a CrossFit style. I do those at home and I'm sure the look of terror on my face before I get started makes this lady's face look like excitement. Like I have literally paced around my home gym before just yelling, I don't wanna before I hit the timer and just finally get started. Like terrified to get go through a workout. (laughs) And have you ever even ridden one of those bikes? I mean, I hate workouts, any workouts that involve bikes. It's like cyclical death, you guys. And she has every right to look scared. And you know what? Maybe it's just the actress's face. Maybe that's just how she looks when she's trying to look grateful. I don't know. So the last thing people are harping on that really, really pisses me off, honestly, but more than anything else is saying that, you know, she was already thin beforehand. Like, are people really so ignorant that they think every person who works out only does it to be thin? Like, what about confidence? What about discipline? What about basic general internal health? I'm willing to bet that if this woman was overweight and the commercial showed her losing weight over the course of the year, people would have lost their damn minds and called it fat shaming. I was actually kind of impressed that Peloton took the opportunity to not make it about weight and more about how consistent fitness can truly change a person's life. And I think a lot of us fitness people can 100% get down with that message. I honestly was just like so baffled by the response to this commercial and I would love to reach out to someone at Peloton and let them know (laughs) that the people that matter, aka their target customer, because if you're not a person who would buy fitness equipment anyways, like your opinion doesn't matter to this company. Like you're not their target customer. So like, you know, their target customer who would actually be likely to buy one of these things, we get you. So I'd love to hear what you guys think of the book commercial and the backlash. So, I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't a kind of a cheesy commercial. Of course it was. It's the holidays. Like, of course it was, but it was not a bad commercial and people are really blowing this out of proportion. They just want to be mad. So yeah, so slide on into my DMs at Rose X-T-A-L-R-O-S-E, and tell me what you think about this nonsense. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Spill it. So before I introduce our next guest, I want to tell you guys about the Sershi seasonal subscription box. So Sershi comes from the Southern term Sershi, which is a small unexpected gift. And Sershi is a gift for her. The owner wanted to find a way that she could support women-owned businesses. And so every product in all of her different boxes are created by women. And she even donates a portion of her profits to a charity each season. Like so amazing, you guys. And this season, this winter, I have something for my store Rebellia in her winter box. So that's actually available now. And if you use the code Rebellia20, R-E-B-E-L-L-I-A 20, you will get 20% off. And you can scoop yours up at surshe.com, S-U-R-S-H-E.com. And you don't have to subscribe. You can totally just get like a one-time box. And it also makes a really awesome gift. So if you have like a girlfriend or someone's mom or even a teacher, someone you just want to show that you appreciate, one of these boxes is an awesome, awesome gift. So our guest today is Bonnie Schroeder. So I found Bonnie on Instagram by seeing her comment. (laughs) 
on other girls' Instagram feeds in the industry. So other fitness girls. And I just loved her attitude. I loved her style, her realness. So I slid up into her DMs and I asked her, you know, would you be interested in collaborating with Velia? And that was actually like around a year ago, which I just realized that was, wow, that was a year ago. That's insane. Um, She is such an amazing chick, you guys. She's so cool. She's so down to earth. And I hope you guys adore her too. Bonnie Schroeder's fitness journey began at age 12 when she started running track and field. She continued her passion through high school and college, but afterwards she felt a void and switched gears to bodybuilding. Bonnie then dabbled in CrossFit until she found herself registering for her very first powerlifting meet which she ended up winning in her weight class. Bonnie currently holds all USAPL records for her weight class in the state of Iowa. In 2017, she placed fifth at the USAPL Raw Nationals, and in 2018, she placed third at the SBD Pro-American Meet at the Arnold. Bonnie currently works as an online coach and trainer for competitive powerlifters, conducts seminars across the U.S. and Canada, and plans on competing again in 2020. Bonnie, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. The Rebel Babe Cave. Wow. Thank you. What an honor. (laughs) We obviously already know each other a little bit. So I want to start out with something that we call goals, gratitude, and badassery. We do it in our Rebel Babe Cave, which is our Facebook group every week. So basically what that is, is you're going to tell me a goal you have right now. And then something that you're grateful for. It could be many things or just one, whatever. And then badassery is like something you're proud of or something badass you've done recently. Oh, something recent. Mm. Okay. I mean, it could be in general, but you know. Okay. I've got so many things to list here. Okay. So goals, first of all, I go to lifting automatically. Of course, I am registered officially for a meet in 2020. And I know, and my goal for that is to bench over 200 pounds in a meet. I've done it in the gym, but never in a meet. So that would be like my number one lifting goal right now. If we're talking outside of lifting kind of career oriented, I'm about to get my website launched. So that's a big goal that's kind of come into fruition that I'm really excited about. Gratitude. Oh my God. I've been thinking about this so much lately because I'm so grateful for so many things. One, all my clients because they're amazing and incredible and allow me to live this strange, weird life that I live. (laughs) And I think also grateful for, I just made a post about this. Glad that I found the courage to walk away from a thing that I didn't enjoy. So that's a really big one for me. So both of those, and of course, grateful for the weirdness that is social media. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird, but you have to be grateful for it, right? (sighs) Because I mean, neither of our businesses would be the same without it. <laughs> That's very true. What was the last one? Badassery. Badassery. What did I do badass this year? Well, lifting wise, deadlifted 400 pounds. I guess that's kind of kind of pretty freaking badass, Bonnie. Come on. <laughs> I also took the chance on a new relationship and have been traveling the world with a new partner. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a badass. Thing. I would say those are badass. You gotta give yeah, it's a been a whirlwind of a year. It's been great. You actually posted recently about how you started working for yourself. Yeah. Or so years ago. So yes, yes. It's, it's been almost six years now. 
Did you have like an initial plan or were you just kind of like, I'm doing this? Um, Kind of, kind of. A lot of my best decisions have been fuck it, let's do it decisions. This one, I had a little bit more of a plan in place. I was working, you know, a corporate kind of nine to five job and it was fine, you know, paid well and stuff, but it was one of those things where my heart just wasn't in it. And I'm sure that was obvious. And I was actually training people like part-time in the gym while I was working full-time And I was like, man, wouldn't it be nice if there was a way that I could just make this my full-time job? So once I had kind of decided to commit to that 100%, I let people know that I was going to be taking clients, you know, anytime, all the time, full-time in the gym and started advertising that and put in my two weeks and that was that. Yeah. That's pretty badass. (laughs) Scary decision, but like the best thing I've ever done. I feel like people who don't know you, like we need to rewind for a quick second. Like when you said that you deadlifted 400 pounds, you're not a very large person. Like you're, how much do you weigh? That would have been at about 122 pounds body weight. Like that's insane. (laughs) That's like an ant picking up a car, like no big deal. It's funny because people are like, that's insane. And you know, like I'm so far into that world that I'm like, it's okay. Like it's not. (laughs) I'm actually crazy. You know what I mean? So it's it's important to step back sometimes and be like, you know what? That's pretty fun. Cool. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. That's more than three times your body. (laughs) I mean, it's insane. But you know what I mean? Like you just get so far into this weird powerlifting bubble that you're like, well, everyone can do that. It's not reality. It's not the norm. People tend to, I mean, even just like having a random conversation, people are like, what do you do? And like, that cannot be summarized for me in like one sentence. And so I don't realize how absolutely nuts I am until someone's like, wow. Right. Yeah. You run your own business or self-employed. Like that's so out of the normal that people are just boggled by the concept. Exactly. So uh, how long did it take you to get an elite total in powerlifting? The definition of elite total is going to vary by any type of federation, which there are hundreds in powerlifting. I started seriously training for powerlifting when I was 27. So again, I've been doing it for about, actually, no, it would have been like 28 or 29. So I've been doing it for a couple years. Like I said, I won my weight class at like the first meet that I did. But outside of that, it probably took two or three years before... I was a little bit more competitive. And I mean, it's just one of those things that you can't expect crazy results in a month or a year. Like this sport takes time. So find a good coach, find a program that you like, and then do that for a decade. Did you know that off the bat though? Like, were you like, oh, I know this is going to take time. I have so much patience. Or were you like, fuck it, I want it now. (laughs) I did not have that mindset coming into it. The first meet that I jumped into, I hadn't even heard of powerlifting. But that was always my favorite part of CrossFit was like the days where you got to lift heavy. I was never any good at like the gymnastics stuff or anything like that. And I had a friend that was going to be doing a powerlifting meet, like encouraged me to sign up with her. And I was like, okay, what, what do we have to do again? Squat bench, deadlift, that's it. All right, cool. <laughs> and I signed up and it went really well. And I was hooked after that. I was immediately like, okay, I love this. How do I get better? I liked it because it was more specific than CrossFit. Whereas CrossFit, you need to be a very well-rounded athlete and good at the weight and the gymnastics and the body weight stuff. And that wasn't me. And I really like having smaller things to kind of really specialize and focus on. So yeah, the elite total that 
concept is going to vary a lot federation by federation, but yeah, it's definitely a sport that you just need to settle in and understand that it's going to take some time. And the longer you can stay healthy and smart with your training, the better, the more longevity you'll have. And that sport is all about time. No one likes that answer. <laughs> no one likes that answer. Of course not. I said that very recently. I'm like, find a coach, find a program that works, and then do that for a decade. And I said this to a group of women that we're having a seminar with, and I could see some eyes like, oh, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's not over. There's not many things that you can just get amazing at overnight. I mean, I can't yeah. really think of it. I mean, there's newbie gains once you're learning form and all of that. Like there's definitely a spike at the beginning, but like if you really want to be good at something and be like elite level, you're going to lose balance. It's going to take some sacrifices and you're going to lose balance from your life outside of the gym or whatever that thing might be. So it's a commitment. Absolutely. There's obviously a lot going on around women who lift and, you know, having muscles and you look like a man and all of that fun stuff that you experience. So do you get that a lot? Like, do people say that to you? Or does that happen more in the beginning or? I think every now and then I don't see it a ton. You know, if I don't lift, I'm just a fucking skinny kid naturally. (laughs) And when I was skinny, like skinny, skinny and didn't have any muscle tone or definition, like I thought it looked really good. We're talking early 2000s like that. It was, you know, everyone wanted to be skinny, right? That was all I cared about. <laughs> and I was. So I was happy with it. And then, you know, I started bodybuilding after college and then I started seeing the changes and I was like, oh, I really like this. I can't really think of any specific moment where I got a hard time about my body that like really bummed me out because I was so excited about it. There was nothing that anyone could say that was really going to change my mind because I'm like, this looks fucking great. Like, let's <laughs> but you know, every now and then there's that asshole online that has something to say, but I just, I'm so far beyond letting that affect me. I just don't. It's just not an issue. I like the muscles. I like where my body is going. And someone's always going to have something to say. But if you let every little thing affect you, then you probably have your own work to do. I think it's hard. I think, you know, when women start to lift, I mean, like you said, when you're skinny, you know, you're like, oh, I want to be skinny or like, I just want to get toned. You know, a lot of people don't realize, I think starting to, that that means you need to lift. <laughs> like that's, you don't get muscle tone right. by running endlessly on a treadmill. Right. Right. You're never, you're never going to be happy with those results. Yeah. That's a word that I will come across sometimes people reaching out to me looking maybe for coaching or advice or something like that. And that's what I'm always quick to go to. I'm like, okay, so you want to gain muscle. So you want to build muscle mass, right? And lose fat. Like if you just said it like that, it's the same thing. Like that's the look you want. And I know that can be harder for other women, you know, dealing with body image stuff. It's tough. And people, of course, will say anything behind the protection of their computer. And online can certainly be a nasty place. I mean, I've definitely heard things about people and their significant others not being supportive either. So I just find that so, yeah. I mean, that's a real shitty. It's a real of- shitty thing. I've had clients in the past that have had not so supportive husbands or boyfriends. And my client is telling me, but I like lifting heavy. I like how it makes me feel like I like how I look. And I'm just like, <laughs> you can't be like, divorce him. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to say all these things like, get rid of him, like finish him. <laughs> 
And uh, like, that's why I'm not a dating coach. <laughs> I'm like, explain to him that it makes you feel good. You know, like tell him these things because maybe he just doesn't know. Like maybe you've told me, maybe he doesn't know. And I have seen a lot of these guys come around, which is awesome. And be supportive of their wives or significant other, which is really cool. I can't imagine being in a relationship like that. And I think that, you know, things are changing. I think things are all headed the right direction, but it's definitely, it's a process. You're competing 2020. Can you tell us like where? Oh yeah, I can talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's no <laughs> secret. Uh, I'm going to be doing the uh, hybrid showdown meet in Miami. Awesome. At Steffi and Hayden's gym. Yeah, it's like a weekend event. I think there's like um, open kind of powerlifting on the Saturday and then like exhibition lifters and big deadlifts and stuff going on on Sunday. I'll be doing push-pull, I'll be benching and deadlifting on the Sunday. As kind that of sounds fun. like a little more fun, like a funner. Yeah, and squatting can still irritate my back and the injury I have with my spine. So that's not going to happen. So <laughs> just benching and deadlifting for me, which is fine because those two are way more fun anyway. <laughs> How do you like mentally get through an injury like that? What do you do? Uh, It's been really hard. So I've been dealing with a vertebrae out of place in my back for almost a year and a half now. It was really tough at first because I didn't know what the problem was. And so I was having a lot of like deep, deep pain in my glute. And I thought it was like some type of piriformis issue. But all my soft tissue there was imaged multiple times. And it actually was all fine. And I'm like, no nothing is fine because I can't push through this leg. Like I just can't brace through that leg. I couldn't stand on one leg to like put on pants. Like in the beginning, it was really bad. Yeah. It was so bad. There was never a moment of like immediate injury. Like, Oh shit, I just did something wrong. And so it was kind of annoying me. And of course I kept lifting on it, which I shouldn't have done, but it was one of those things where I'm like, eh, it's just something weird. It'll go away in a couple weeks. No, it didn't got really bad, couldn't figure out what was wrong. And I actually didn't get a diagnosis on it until probably nine months after the fact where multiple people had looked at like my x-rays and stuff and told me everything was fine. I finally got another opinion. So this would have been like the third or fourth opinion on my x-ray. The doctor's like, oh, well, your L5S1 is pushed anteriorly about 8%. So if that gets worse and really bad you get your spine fused and there's no powerlifting total that makes that worth it for me and I know you can totally come back from that and people have but like if I can avoid spine surgery yeah I'm going to anything that you can do like to fix Um, so a lot of just back and core strengthening and protecting the area Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. But when I didn't have a diagnosis and I was still trying to train around and kind of rehab blindly, I guess it was really, really hard, like really, really hard because so much of my identity is tied to lifting and tied to powerlifting. And when I couldn't train how I wanted to, like that was really fucking rough. Like there are many times when I came home from the gym, just crying because I was so upset that Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't squat or deadlift how I wanted to. And, you know, I tried to be really transparent about that online and share what I was going through. And I sat out nationals last year and I still competed at the Arnold early this year. So early 2019. And I probably shouldn't have (laughs) 
because after that, it was never, never quite the same. After that, I actually got the diagnosis, which I feel like to some people would be really frustrating to hear. But for me, I was like, okay, we know what it is. We know that I can't let this get worse. So how can I train around it and still have fun and enjoy myself and get the satisfaction out of lifting that I want? So a lot of my training has shifted into, I call it power building, but essentially it's still focusing on the main three lifts, but a lot of supersets and drop sets and more like bodybuilding style after that main barbell work is done. Because for me, that is basically keeping my sanity. <laughs> well, that accessory work. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> I love the accessory work. Yeah. So, you know, if you're training around an injury or dealing with something like that, find out what you can do. You know, like, thank God I could still bench because I got to bench, you know, then six times a week because I couldn't do anything else, you know. So find out what you can do and make fun workouts out of it. Because if you're not having fun, you're not going to go. Right. You're going to go and you're not going to stick with it. So, yeah, if you're dealing with an injury, do what you can. I think that's hard for, especially when fitness is such a huge part of your identity, you know, oh, absolutely. You the gym and do what you want to do. It's like, fuck this. Absolutely. Couch and and I'm it. like, oh, I'm a power lifter <laughs> that can't squat heavy. Like yeah. so much of your identity is tied to that word that I realized that I had to get away from that. Like, like get away from the identity as a power lifter. Right. That, but also just not limiting to the power lifting. You know, I've been doing a lot more seminars. We've been traveling a lot. Like everything has been going on. And I'm like, there's so many other things that I enjoy and I want to share with everyone. And like, I'm not just this one thing. I don't want to be just this one thing. I want to be multifaceted. I want to share what's going on in other parts of my life. And I want to share that you can be fit and still travel and live your life and how to maintain diet and training and stuff like on the road. So there's so many other things that I feel like I can share and give back. And I just don't want to be boxed in to the powerlifting. <laughs> I think it's going to be tough, but don't want to be boxed into that powerlifting word slash world, you know? It's easy to do. I mean, especially on the gram. <laughs> well, it's so easy to do because once you've got that niche, that's where all your followers, that's what they're coming for, you know? And so I know that, you know, am I sharing a lifting video or a travel picture? Well, <laughs> what's going to be better? <laughs> lifting, of course, because that's the majority of my clients. But I, I definitely want to start like diversifying that a little bit more, which it has been already. But like I said, just sharing more of my life and what's going on because it's so much more than what I'm doing in the gym. I love that. I think it's easy. Like when you, you know, there are a lot of people who are kind of, I hate to say it, but like full of it, (laughs) you know, they have this niche, they found this thing that's like making the money or whatever. And they're able to just like hammer it hard and at it no matter how they feel. And you know, it works like the girl who is, you know, TNA every other picture because that gets the likes as opposed to, you know, this is my dog or <laughs> I want to share what I want to share. Yeah. Like I won't do anything out of obligation. It's hard to, yeah. to not do. I mean, even when you have a small account and you're just so used to just doing the same thing and everyone right. wants to see this, and you post something right. else, you don't get the immediate response that you'd get before. And it's like, everyone hates yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, travel picture got 10 likes. Sick. <laughs> I had the best time ever. Sick. <laughs> Whatever, man. You're going to get what you're going to get. All matters you like it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a group, obviously, like I told you, we have the Rebel Babe Cave. It's a Facebook yeah. group. It's where all of our girls hang out and... You know, we have a lot of fun. Obviously, we post about Rebellia in there too. So one of the questions one of them had for you was, you know, you work with a lot of brands, you have sponsorships, you work with us. So they were like, okay, I know that like tons of companies reach out to her all the time. They're sure of it. So what intrigued you? They're sure of it. Sure of it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. What was the question? So they were like, what intrigued you about like working with us for you to be like, yeah, let's do this? Definitely the fact that Rebellia is made for women who lift, women who have athletic bodies. Like you're selecting clothing that is going to work for people who have lats and shoulders and it's tricky sometimes I really appreciated that because I'd never come across like an all-women brand that was made that way at all and you know there's other clothing companies out there that like do the jeans and stuff like for athletic bodies which is awesome but you guys do so much more (laughs) which is incredible and I don't go shopping ever I just don't it's not necessary and like 90% of my wardrobe is fitness clothing. Right. And then thank God you guys showed up (laughs) because now I actually have options that are a little more feminine, but are still flattering and I feel comfortable in. I've recommended you to tons of people. Yay. I know it sounds so shameless asking you about it here, but, (laughs) but someone genuinely wanted to know. So I was like, yeah, I mean, we'll ask her. Answer that question. (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, I had the same issue as I, even right now I'm in a hoodie and leggings because I generally, that's, you know what I wear, but then it's like, well, when I want to get pretty, what do I do? So it's so hard. And I went shopping maybe a couple months ago (laughs) and everything that I tried on, I was just like, Oof, no. I'm like, no, this doesn't look right. I'm like, why are you even here? I'm officially a sausage. That's what. <laughs> oh, man. And it's like, I'm stoked on the way I look. I yeah. love my muscles. It's all great. But certain things don't work as well. And that's okay because there are other things that will work. And thank God those are things that we're going to do. <laughs> that we do. <laughs> Give me that yeah. little plug there. Yeah, I know. Like, shameless. <laughs> if they're listening, they already know. They know. <laughs> like, shameless. I'm going to ask it. <laughs> <laughs> you are launching your website, which that has something to do. You're doing a little bit more. Like, you're doing training. Yes, yes. So that will be yeah. up and running in a couple weeks. It was it Bontro Go or Bonnie Go? It's going to be Bontro.com. And the cool thing about this website is that people will actually be able to join and have monthly subscriptions and will be able to follow with my daily program. So oh, that's so what you're doing. Do, yeah, exactly what I'm doing. They'll be able to sign up. The first month is free and then it's like six bucks or something after that. So hell of a deal if you're not looking for like a one-on-one coach, but still want a good solid program to follow. Um, you can join there. And then like the daily workouts will pop up every day. $6 a month. You said $6 a month. Mm-hmm. You can join and, and do what I'm doing. Are you going to join? <laughs> I might. Like. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. 
I thought I'd be putting out a little harder than that. Like, oh, <laughs> so people can essentially be my remote training partners and we'll be getting out for the same workouts. There'll be an exercise library available. And then also there will be a link to my one-on-one programming, which I'm currently not taking any more clients, but that would be for, you know, clientele that are maybe looking to compete. Yeah. Whereas the Bontro Go section, so your daily workouts, will be more like that power building stuff that I was talking about. Barbell movements, of course, than a lot of accessories and a little bit more focus on the aesthetics than like training for a meet. Right. Yeah. So that'll be up and running hopefully less than two weeks. So girls who are like, how can I look like you, Bonnie? And you're like, well, I'll tell you. You thought you should ask. And then yeah, bonstro.com. So (laughs) I love it. I'm very excited about that. And there will also be a section for my blog where I can share pictures and travel stuff, which I'm really, really excited about too. When is this happening? I I don't know when this is going to air. So this may be completely irrelevant. Ideally, October 15th. Because we're recording this very close to that date. Do you write your own programming or does someone write Okay, so you write your own programming, which I mean, that's cool because then you're not selling someone else's. (laughs) No, I'm truly writing my own. Yeah, so I had a coach when I first started powerlifting and he actually had to leave his clients for some reason. So I was kind of just left on my own wondering like, oh, okay, now what? Should I find a new coach or should I give this a go writing for myself? So I've actually been writing for myself for quite a few years now. And, you know, it's definitely a point of pride that I've coached myself to like a four pound deadlift and a yeah. and stuff. So I take that very personally. And I also just love the challenge of it because it's one thing to have another person hold you accountable right. and be like, okay, Crystal, I know you don't want to do this today, but you're doing this today. <laughs> I think it's very challenging to be that person to yourself. If you have to do the stuff that you don't want to do, or you have to write in, I mean, it's very easy to just leave out the stuff that you don't like. Of course. Yeah. So I'm definitely someone who I'm old school. I don't track anything in my phone or anything like that. All my workouts are handwritten in my training journal (laughs) and I write them ahead of time and it's on paper. So it has to be done. I guess that's how I kind of hold myself accountable and keep myself in check on paper means you are doing it. And I think that the challenge of it is probably the piece that I love the most because it's easy to get a coach yeah. and do what they say, essentially. Like, well, as an athlete with a competitor's mindset, like when it comes to, you know, I think I have a competitor's mindset when it comes to business, but mm-hmm. different when it comes to fitness. You know, if, if yeah. I see something in a workout I don't want to do, I'm not doing it because right. I just, right. it. I don't care. Right. My right. husband, if they're like, hey, because he's a competitor. Hey, jump off a cliff because it'll make you better. He's like, all right. Do it. Going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you've got that when it comes to business. So you've got a piece of that. It's right. just kind of in a different world. Yeah. I mean, I've really enjoyed it because it makes me a better coach for all my clients. It makes me a better athlete. I'm more aware and in tune with what I have going on with my own body. It's been challenging, but it's been great. I wouldn't do it any other way. I was going to say that's going to be tough, but. And also like, I know exactly how many days I need between a heavy squat day. You know what I mean? Like, you know exactly how I recover. I know what I, what days I can do back to back. I know what I can't. I know I need exactly five days between a deadlift day. You know what I mean? Like I've got it down. Like I know my body better than any other coach is going to. Do you write your stuff day by day or do you like write um, it? I usually do 
I usually do three or four days at a time. And that seems to be best because what if I go a little hard on that squat day and then my legs aren't recovered enough for my deadlift day? Right. I plan out a couple days ahead of time. I've tried to do more, but I find that life happens. <laughs> and it's easier to just have like three or four days at a time. Yeah, but it's all got to be written down. Because then I can check it off. As I go. <laughs> Sometimes I write down shower on my list. Just so I can be like, <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> together across the hall. <laughs> I did it. And like, cause my never ending list. <laughs> Where's your favorite place that you've traveled? I'm actually personally dying to know this. Good question. We road tripped all of August, the entire month of August. And my favorite place I've traveled would probably be Banff National Park in Canada. Cause it is beautiful. My pictures with all like the crazy, crazy blue colored water. Yeah. That was in... Bam, Alberta. So that was just breathtaking. And you're seeing these gorgeous mountains and this gorgeous water and glaciers. And we saw like many black bears and elk and bison and all this stuff. So that was really cool. And then I'm sure it will be trumped very soon because we're going to Iceland in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, where do you want to go? <laughs> if that's your next question, we're going to Iceland mid October through mid November. So I'm super, super excited. I've heard crazy, amazing things about Iceland. It's so gorgeous. And Matt has been like nine or 10 times. So Uh he knows his way around. So he knows all the best waterfalls and glaciers and hikes and things to do there. So I'll have my own personal Sherpa. (laughs) Sherpa. I'm so excited. That's perfect. Having someone who knows what they're, because then it's not the blind leading the blind, or then you wish later you had gotten a... Exactly. Or you go do something and it's not that cool. (laughs) Right. So that's like the next big trip that I'm very, very excited. You're going for a month? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yep. He's got some friends over there. So we're staying with them and train over there and like shoot Black Friday stuff over there and all that. So yeah, (laughs) really good. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm going to California next week and I'm excited, you know. (laughs) I'll be in California next week. Really? We'll have to... We will have to figure this out. (laughs) Yay. So we like to end things on a quote. So like... Oh no, I have to give you a quote? Yes. So like, is there something that you kind of just like live by or something recently that's been kind of speaking to you? One of my favorites is self-love does not mean self-complacency. And that I think has always hit really home for me because I've got that self-love, but it doesn't mean that you just stop and slow down. Like I'm very for making plans, going forward, going bigger and better constantly. And people can say, Oh, I need like, you know, these self-care days and stuff. And that's awesome. And that's great. But don't get complacent. What can you do to be better? Right. I think that's probably one that has resonated with me hard, like especially this past year. Self-love does not mean self-complacency. I love that. Yeah, that's a good one. It is. See? You better write that down. (laughs) You might see that on our Instagram. Perfect. (laughs) All right, Bonnie, where can everyone find you? You guys can find me at Bonchro on Instagram. That's B-O-N-S-C-H-R-O. And then you can also find me at Bonchro.com. Bonchro.com. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Can't wait to have you back and you can tell us all about how your program is going. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can tell you about that and Iceland and everything. And Iceland, your competition. In gonna, a couple months. We're going to need a follow-up for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.